back-to-back Charlie Small Take episodes. Back-to-back like we Jordan 96-97, whoa? Come on now. Charlie Small Takes, episode 7. So I think Austin's out. I honestly don't know where he is. That's a great question that I should be asking myself. Um, I don't know where he's at, but uh, we're doing another Small Take, so you're welcome. Or maybe you hate these, and I'm so sorry. Um, okay, so episode seven. I guess I'm going films again. Man, I've been watching a lot of movies, so we're just ranking movies. Um, I have a little sports thing at the end. Um, no easy money bets this week. I'm giving the guys a break. Uh, we're all losers. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I think actually Drew might have won. And I think Ryan did too. Maybe it's just me that's a loser. Okay, so let's get into it. So, oh, by the way, spoilers. We watched this movie called uh, Triangle of Sadness. Um, it's kind of like an indie film, I guess. It was like at Cons or whatever. Um, or Con. Is it Cons? It's not Canes. Whatever. Um, it's by a Neon, which I had never heard of that production company before. But every trailer was like a Neon film. So I now have to look into neon and see what they're all about but this movie was really good also i've never been to an indie movie in the theater where now all the trailers are also indie except for like wakanda forever or something so that was kind of interesting so this movie starts pretty slow so this movie starts pretty slow and then just escalates i mean uh so it really is a movie about just putting the rich people through the ringer, but in a very funny way. So it's like a very dry humor, you know, almost like a like a British humor. It's very dry, but the movie just gets so outlandish and then and keeps topping itself. So the beginning starts with the main couple and, you know, they're going through like couples issues and whatever. And it's kind of funny, kind of slow. Um, and you're like, oh man, do I got like two and a half hours of this? And then they kind of break it up in three chapters. So once they get to the yacht... It gets really good. And the good thing, too, is Woody Harrelson's in it. So that's always a plus for me. I love Woody Harrelson. I think he's always good. Like, he always is gold in any movie I watch. So I did a Chuck's take, obviously. And uh, it was an 8-9. It was really good. A lot of good shots in there. Um, Very interesting concepts. uh, Kind of like, uh, let's turn society on its head kind of thing. Definitely recommend. I... I think it's been out for a little bit, so maybe wait and pay six ninety nine for it to come on Amazon, because I don't want you to feel like you wasted, you know, out here in LA, it's like a $25 ticket, um, but yeah, I, I, it's very entertaining, uh, definitely if you like are trying to watch something new and you want to kind of go out of your comfort zone, um, this would be it. Okay, so then we also watched Black Adam. Wow. Uh, talk about a change of movies, huh? Okay, so mixed bag of emotions here. Uh, I mean, the writing. I mean, it's DC, right? So we weren't going into it expecting a whole lot. Um, but the story was okay. The writing wasn't great. But what's interesting is The Rock, I liked him in this. He didn't fully play The Rock. You know how he always just plays The Rock in a jungle with a Henley tee where he's kind of sweating and then he has his little smirk? He did, He wasn't that. Like he actually felt like he was playing Black Adam, and so I, I actually did appreciate his role in this. The action was always was great, as always with a DC movie. It, you know, it's always dark and the action's like super gory, so that's always a plus. Maybe not for Sienna, but for me, it was fun. Definitely some some nits to pick here, huh? God, the the kid actor was bad. 
he just like how he was talking wasn't good uh his i mean maybe that's just the writing and his lines but i just he was not believable at all uh, at the end when he's trying to like rally everybody together and he's like a it's like a it's a quiet scream he's doing to the crowd it's so cringe like i i don't what is with movies these days having to feel like they need the one person to rally up and get a group together it's so cheesy what do we like i don't we're gonna get to enola holmes because i watch that and there's a scene like that in there too or you know avengers endgame all the girls team up together what's with these team ups it's so cheesy. Like, it, we know what you're doing. I don't know. Like, if you did it in a better way, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, Infinity War, they did it organically on the battlefield with Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, and then um, the, Waka- the Wakandan, like, warrior. And that was badass, but they didn't, like, force it. You know what I mean? So the kid just, like, rallies a bunch of people, and it's, like, so cringe. Um, okay, so what else do I have to say about this? Hawkman. I, I really like seeing Hawkman. Um, I've only seen him since uh, Justice League. One thing, it, his helmet's a little much, but they go, you know, they go in line with the comics, where I think maybe Marvel doesn't always do that. They make it maybe a little more realistic sometimes. Um, DC, I feel like Batman, they always go like super realistic. And then some of their other characters, they go super comic. So this one, his helmet's a little much. Uh, and he's a little cheesy. Uh, man, this movie might just be cheesy. Huh? Adam Smasher was good. He was funny. It was, uh, Noah Centineo, who now I can't unsee him looking. He's just Mark Ruffalo, but younger. Um, and they, they tried too hard to make him like Deadpool Ant-Man. Like, at one point, he shows up, and he just has a bucket of chicken, and it's, uh, you know, uh, no, we don't need to do that. Like, why are they doing that? I guess it's for the kids. But do kids find that funny? I would think that that was, like, I would think that's lame when I was a kid. Anyways, uh, Tornado was pretty good, um, but they slow mode her every time she fought. Every time. Like... You know, 50% less slow-mos in this movie uh, might make it run smooth. Um, let's go more nitpicks. Man, it sounded like I don't like this movie. Uh, um, Amanda Waller just rules everything in the DCEU, right? Because she's telling the Justice League of America what to do. But she also has the Suicide Squad. Like, what? I don't know if that is comically right. Comically? Comic book? accurate that's canon there we go um just something to keep an eye on she just fucking rules everything um dr fate okay he was good it's dr strange of dc i actually think dr fate was first and then marvel uh ripped it off like they did dead deadpool with deathstroke um i'm coming from marvel uh but like he's good he's not utilized enough and then he just dies at the end. What the fuck? Like, you're going to establish a character and then just kill him off? So, I mean, I guess we will find, like, a new Dr. Fate. But uh, maybe you want, like, an origin story. But you could do that. Like, you could just make a prequel film about him learning it. I, like, I don't know why they didn't do that. Why give us a character and then just kill him off immediately? Who's, like, a staple? 
and he could be a staple when they get to you know Constantine and and other things too. So I I don't know. That was interesting. Um, and then the after credit scene with Henry Cavill because Henry Cavill is amazing in everything he does, and I love Superman. So my Chuck's take on this one: seven point two, entertaining. Definitely has its lows. Definitely has its highs. And there's actually some actual funny moments besides the cheesy stuff. So very, like a very okay film. Definitely just wait till it comes to HBO Max. Don't spend $25. I did not. Well, I do monthly. But I'm taking advantage. Yeah, okay. So, and then Enola Holmes on Netflix. I like anything Sherlock Holmes. So, this is kind of not fair. I never realized how much. I'm just very in Sherlock Holmes shit. Uh, so, Enola Holmes 2. The movie's pretty good. Um, she talks to the camera a little much. We could do 20% less of her, like, turning around at the camera, being, like, super Deadpool guy. Um, but it's a great premise. Uh, great casting. Moriarty in this. Again, spoilers, like I said. Um, so, Moriarty comes up. And she does, like, this uwu face, like, smirk, like, the whole time. It's really weird. It's distracting. It's distracting. Like, I wish she was... I don't know if she was trying to go for menacing, because Moriarty's never really played menacing. He's just very intellectual. and So, I didn't love how she played it. And I didn't love the faces she was making. Um, but, yeah. And then there's definitely cheesiness to this movie. I mean... Man, uh, Marvel and Netflix, you know, they just love being cheesy for the kids. But it could be, why? Why do you need to do that? Like, when I was a kid, you think when I was watching Scarface, I wanted him to be like, oh, they're right behind me? Like, no. We grow up. Then we rewatch and we're like, wow, this is a great film. Take the cheesiness out of it. Um, it they just try to be too funny. It definitely feels Netflixy, And like I've been saying... Uh, on Big Small Talks too, I really think Netflix is going down. I don't think they've been really putting out the IP that has been competing. Like to me, the best shows are still um, HBO Max, Apple TV. Um, there's some good Netflix, but it's sparse. I mean, they're putting out so much content and it's all just like fits in the algorithm. You know, like it, it just doesn't feel like original it's the same jokes. Everything's very colorful now in Netflix and Disney too. Actually, Disney and, and Netflix are both kind of doing the same thing. Everything's just colorful and 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 they're forcing the funny, and I absolutely hate it. Um, but yeah, so overall, Enola Holmes two was very fun. Uh, again, it was a fun watch, um, and my Chuck's take was seven nine. So definitely better than Black Adam. Almost that eight range, almost, but it wasn't. It was like a seven, eight, seven. So like I had to round up to seven, eight, to seven, nine. Um, yeah, but a couple of changes, man. A couple of the jokes, the rallying scene with the women that was super forced. Um, there was a couple of things that could have been done better, and then it would have been actually like a really, really solid film. Um, but that kind of gets me to the other Sherlock Holmes movies. Uh, we had re- rewatched them in the past like year or so. And those are so much fun. I mean, Sherlock stuff is just fun. It's a fun watch. It's always a whodunit. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if everybody, if it's just me on this island here, but like Sherlock Holmes stuff is just always good. Um, they're very enjoyable. Enjoyable. Jude Law, uh, Rachel McAdams, 
uh, obviously Robert Downey Jr. I mean, the, the cast is great in those. Uh, like, if you don't like these movies, there's I have a come uh, like a list here of things you might not like um, if you don't like Sherlock Holmes movies: uh, Puppies, Sunshine, Oxygen, and Dessert. You just don't like good things and fun things and enjoyable things. That's my conclusion. And then Sherlock, the show, the BBC show, a lot of people, I feel like it had its moment and then a lot of people just didn't really know what it was. And even for me, like I remember season four, I think there was a break and then they did stuff. So I think I really only watched the first three seasons. But um, that show, if you want, you know, like a really well shot, really well casted show, um, Sherlock is really well done. It's kind of interesting. So they... Each season's only three episodes, and each episode's like an hour and a half. So it's kind of like a mini movie where you feel like you can actually get around a whole story, but they do it really smart. Um, it's Benedict Cumberbatch, and then um, Martin something, I'm forgetting his name. He's from The Hobbit, um, and he's also in all the Marvel movies as like the CIA agent or whatever. Um, but those are really good, so I would definitely recommend this Sherlock show, the BBC show. Um, I will be forcing Sienna to watch them probably tonight. Probably tonight when she gets home. Um, and yeah, so that's my movie little spiel. And then I kind of want to touch on a little bit of Lakers stuff um, like I did last week. So it came out that the Lakers are open to an AD trade. I'm very happy about that. I don't get me wrong. I love AD. I actually still support the AD trade. We got a championship. I still think his ceiling is very high. I don't think it's realistic that he'll get there, but his ceiling is very high. Um, I'm still an AD guy. But when you think about running a business, when you're thinking about the team, we need to think long term. And I think it's going to go downhill. He's playing pretty decent this year. Obviously, he looks a little banged up. But I think this is like his height of the trade value he's going to get. So there was a couple rumors that went out or things that the Lakers would be open to. So I kind of want to get into those. KD for AD, I think is great. I mean, obviously for us, right? We get Kevin Durant. Um, It'd be kind of like a blow it up situation for Brooklyn. So we give like AD and a 2029 pick um, is what they were speculating. KD already wants out. Kyrie, bro, (laughs) is on some shit. Uh, Hates Jews hates playing basketball um if you haven't heard and then ben simmons is a total wash he's done he's done he's he's playing like like he's scared out there so they need to reset ad would be in there ad and Kyrie like each other um you'd get a pick and yeah you just kind of blow it up from there um you could also throw russ in and maybe we can get back like you know joe harris or something but i don't really see that happening but then we could still trade Russ, right? So if we had KD for AD, trade Russ for like Miles Turner, get some rim protection. Um, and then we have a solid squad there. And you have KD, you have literally LeBron James, one of the best point guards of all time, with KD, the best, one of the best scorers of all time. I mean, I think that's a great fit. I don't know if Brooklyn does it. KD's still on a contract. I think they have leverage. Like they could trade Kyrie. They could trade Ben Simmons. Not a whole lot, but they can get low value. Um, there's a way they could patch this together. So I don't know if Brooklyn will do it, but I would obviously love to see KD uh, in the purple and gold. The next trade is one that's obviously always talked about because AD's from Chicago. So with the Bulls, you know, AD for uh, Zach Levine, 
Uh, probably Vucevic has to be in the trade and then maybe like a Patrick Williams, which I like Patrick Williams a lot. Um, and maybe even like a, you know, Patrick Williams or Zoe, or maybe get Zoe in there cause he's going through his injury. Maybe we throw a pick with AD or something, but I like that one. Levine, uh, same thing. Kind of KD has the scoring part of it. Uh, we'd get another big with Vooch. Um, Patrick Williams would be that, you know, he's that terror in, in deep, you know, he's a, he's a good defensive player. He's young. That one's okay. I like that one. Um, I don't love it. I like it. This next one I actually am interested in. So the Knicks, um, I'm only interested if we get RJ. But there was uh, a trade package, Bleacher Report. We all know how accurate they are. They put together. But I actually think if they did RJ, Toppin, and Mitchell for AD, I think that team is fun. Because now you have... Obi Toppin, probably coming off the bench, super bouncy, right? Just get him. He's highlight plays, makes Staples Center or Crypto Arena fun, right? But RJ, I mean, RJ is a stud. He's, you know, easily 15 to 25 points a game, uh, defense, three ball. Um, and then Mitchell is just like that bouncy big, you know, rim running like young Dwight-ish, but not obviously Dwight. Um, but that could be fun because we'd still be good, right? We'd have LeBron, RJ scoring with good defense, uh, Mitchell, good defense. Um, also, a lot of these, you know, we still have Thomas Bryant. I don't even know if he's played this year. But that's a solid piece. And he, and Thomas Bryant can fit next to these other bigs like Vooch, like Mitchell, right? Has a little bit of rim protection, shoots a three. I think that Knicks trade could actually be really, really fun. And then lastly... Some other trades would basically just be like three to five first-round picks. Um, And this is full reset mode, right? So basically what we do is – so basically what we would do is just uh, package AD, like three to five first rounds, tell LeBron, hey, in the summer, we'll trade you another three to five first-round picks. And then you just – you know, you let Russ play out the year, right? He actually kind of like scores a little bit and everything. So he, he kind of keeps you from being a bottom, bottom tier. He like brings you to that, like, you know, I don't know, we're top, you know, in like the 10th pick. Because if it goes to the bottom four, I think that pick goes to the Pelicans. So we don't want to bottom out fully. Um, or, you know, if we trade AD and get a couple picks, then we flip those picks. Um, so I think that could actually be, you know, an interesting combo. I just don't know what's out there for a bunch of, for like three picks right now. Like, who is it Bradley Beal? Is Bradley Beal better than AD right now? No defense. I, You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what the deal is. I saw one that was potentially AD to the Warriors. I, that's gross. Don't give me Draymond. I don't want Draymond. If it's Wiseman and Kaminga and Moody, you know, okay, I'll hear it. I'll hear it out. You know what I mean? But not in love with that. But yeah, that's all I got today. I feel like that was, easy. That was quick, huh? I guess it is small takes, short takes. Um... But yeah, you know, thanks for the people who have been listening, getting some decent traction on here. Uh, you know, do the usual like, subscribe. Um, if you guys listen on Spotify, I'm gonna put little polls out and questions I did on the last one. Plus, it's a new, a different picture of me on my own um, instead of like the ones with Austin in them. And then everything should be good back on the schedule next week with um, big small talks. So thanks everybody. <laughs>